0: The following program is sponsored by Right Makes Might. The intersection of our faith in the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardest souls, and yet this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk, and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling.
1: And step into it.
0: As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, good morning, welcome. It's Saturday and we're thankful to be back with you this morning to talk about courageous Christianity. As always, I'm joined by my fabulous wingman, Christy Stratton.
1: Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone.
0: Good morning, Christy. Friends, I'm so excited about today's show. We're going to start digging into my book, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. And it's an exciting opportunity for us to do this together in the 40 days that follow Easter, which we know was a critical time for the kingdom of Christ, as Jesus taught the disciples following his resurrection My book is basically a 160 page devotional, which begins with a a section that explains spiritual warfare. All the things we've talked about over the last uh, 11 or 12 episodes, 12 episodes, explains insurgency, counterinsurgency, and links it to what we see going on in the world around us every day. Each devotional then is a reading, some scripture. Uh, a mission even. Each day I'm going to ask you to do a mission that's going to help you to speak out for Jesus, and then you'll have an after-action report to write. I'm excited to dig into that with you. We're going to cover the first week today, but before we do, I need to remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we pray today for understanding and the courage to choose you in all things. In these uncertain times, we know that you are our only certainty. Father, we know that as all else will fade away, you and your love for us are eternal. Help us, O oh Lord, to turn away from the world and to seek you. We ask you to bless this time of fellowship and we pray in thanks for your continued attention to those in the battle against this tenacious pandemic. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we begin our 40-day journey. And over the next seven days, you're going to be reading seven devotionals starting Monday.
1: Days one through seven.
0: Days one through seven. Yeah. And each of those days uh, is designed to do something a little different as you begin your journey. Uh, Day one is about separating yourself from the devil, from the world, from all of these influences so that you can make the choices that you want to make that define you and the world around you. In day two, we make the choice about our value in God's kingdom because something that troubles me is when The devil makes us believe that we're not special, that we're not good enough to speak for Jesus. Mm. This morning I was praying about this and I was reading in Acts chapter nine, which talks about Saul's conversion. So Saul, Paul, we know him, wrote most of the New Testament, probably the most vocal of the early disciples. And initially he was a zealot who represented the temple in hunting down and killing Christians. Yeah. I'm reading about him in chapter nine on the road to Damascus. Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Jesus then blinded him, told him to go to Damascus. And Saul does that. And then the Lord appears to Ananias and says, go to this house on Straight Street where there's Saul of Tarsus and cure his blindness. And then you're going to help him and Ananias is very scared and he says this is Saul of Tarsus who persecutes Christians and you
1: want me to go help a man that helps kill Christians
0: right and he was terrified right but uh, faithful Mm -hmm. and so he went to the appointed place in time and uh, the rest is our faith the absolute foundation of our faith and so the thing about Saul or Paul is When he began speaking out for Jesus, the amazing turn when he went from persecutor to Jesus's strongest spokesman, it was that huge shift in who and what he was that got people's attention. And uh, it actually says in Acts chapter nine, the people were astonished. Right. So back to day two, where we talk about our value in the kingdom of God, there's sometimes the belief that I'm not churchy enough. I'm not squared away enough to use military terms. But the truth of the matter is those of us who are a mess in many ways, the bigger the mess we were, the bigger the testimony that we provide on the power of Christ to change lives. Just like Saul, Paul, just like Saul, yeah. Paul. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is in Christianity, there is always an implied viewer, an implied witness, an implied hearer. Mm hmm. So for instance Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says that we run our race in front of a great cloud of witnesses. There's the witnesses.
1: It matters. It, it matters. matters what we do. People are watching, people are listening.
0: Absolutely. And that takes us to day 3, which says you're worthy and in day 3 it talks about being ambassadors of Christ. I and like that
1: word ambassadors.
0: Well, it's from scripture.
1: Yeah. I Guess I haven't read it before.
0: (laughs) Well, I I love it too. You're an ambassador, a spokesperson person for, a representative of So Amazing Day four. Talks a lot about combat power. And that sounds weird, but I am a Marine, so combat power is the thing.
1: Right makes might. (laughs) Right makes might. And we
0: generate that combat power by our faith, by our dedication. Not by being perfect, but by returning each morning to God in prayer. And through the word, asking him who he wants us to be and then striving to be that person throughout the day. Day five is about that conversation with God, about the opportunity that we have. Last week I spoke about the fact that if I want to go talk to my general, I have to make an appointment, wait outside his office, uh, knock on the door, hope he lets me in, hope he lets me speak, hope he gives me a seat, hope he puts me at ease. And the amazing thing is we wake up in the morning and God's face is turned toward us and his ear is ours and he wants to hear from his children. And even if he knows what we're already going to say, he wants to hear our words.
1: No appointment necessary. I said that last week. (laughs) No appointment (laughs) necessary. necessary. We
0: are loved as a, a parent wants to hear their child. So God wants to hear from us and wants us to verbalize the things we need and then wants like a loving parent to help us with those things. So day six gets into uh, kind of wrapping up a little bit the week about choosing our actions and our reactions as very important because we distanced ourselves from the world, we reconnected with God, we're speaking to God, and now we're going to make very intentional choices. And then day seven is the Sabbath, and it's important. The Sabbath is where we empty ourselves of the world so we can fill ourselves with God so that we have something to give away the rest of the week not about an hour in church. It's about the fact that you can't give away what you don't have.
1: It sounds like I, I heard the word choice a lot and all of those. So it sounds like these things that we have a choice to do.
0: It is an absolute choice. That's a good point, Christy. And the thing that is so amazing is how important must choice be that God gave it to us at the possible peril of our soul?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: So he thought it was so important that he was willing to gain us or lose us. Right, And the reason is, if you say to a child, you will love me, uh, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs>
1: they're going to defy you. It means absolutely nothing. Right,
0: right. But if that child sees you and uh, comes to love you, then they're served by that love and that faith. Right. So God can't say to us, you will love us. You will right. love me.
1: But a lot of people think he says that.
0: He doesn't say that. He, he gives right. us choice, yeah. even though we may do some crazy things with that choice. And we do. So that brings us to, I guess, a discussion of choice. Because what we choose informs the witnesses that we're talking about, the people around us who hear us and see us.
1: And what we do, what we say.
0: Right. How we show up. And so they will only know what's important to Mm -hmm. us by what we do with our time and our words and our resources.
1: And we don't want to get this confused with works. Right. A lot of people get tied up in that. No. But it's really... I think we've talked about in earlier shows, Leading by Example.
0: We come to God by faith alone, by belief, and then it's what we choose to do. Remember in a very early show, I talked about our heart's response to God's Mm. love, his relentless love. And it is about what we do with our time. So I was flying a trip this past week with a, a really nice lady, and she said she would never date somebody who had a golf handicap of less than 10. And I thought this was hilarious, and I asked her why, and she says, because it tells you how much time they spend golfing.
1: <laughs> it does. you got to think about that for a minute, right? but you're right.
0: So how much time you spend at the shopping mall tells me how important the shopping mall is right. to you. Right, yeah. And how much time you spend reading God's Word, talking about God, right. testifying about God tells me how important God is to you. Yeah. Christy likes to say, uh, I don't like to quote you when you're right here. In the room, I'm
1: right here. What but, do I like to say? Tell me. Right.
0: Christy <laughs> I might likes be surprised. To say, well, it'll shock you that I actually am listening all the time. But Christy says, if you just listen, people will tell you who they are. And I love that expression because if you take it another step, if you just watch, mm-hmm. people will show you who they are. Yeah. So the world does the same, because just like we tell the world what's important to us, the world tells us what's important to the world. Uh, example. Parents used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Now the world says, oh, words are so important. World, Words are everything. And the reason why it wants you to think that is because it wants you to believe that your feelings are everything. Your feelings about these words are everything. So now... Our parents used to say, it's not about how you feel, it's about what you do. Don't be a feeler, be a doer. And now the world wants us to believe it's about how you feel. And the world wants you to think that because it doesn't want you to be a doer. It wants you to be passive and accept the world as it is. It's all just too pervasive and insistent to be an accident. The world is telling us what's important to the world. And the devil's efforts to derail us from being decisive, to make us feel passive, to make us feel like we should just go with the flow is because the devil doesn't want us to be decisive, to choose God in all things, to choose God and let the world see what's important to us. Does that make sense or is it just me?
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay, thanks for that. So the devil's efforts... And the world's efforts are actually meant to make us feel passive so that we will feel like victims. And I realize that what everybody chooses to do is their own business. And the truth of the matter is the world's filled with uncertainty, and there's only one choice that really matters, and that choice is God or the world, to love God or not to love God. That's the only feeling that really matters, is love.
1: Why is it so hard, though, for people to get...
0: Uh, It's hard because the devil doesn't want you to do it, so he distracts you. He wants you to feel passive. He wants you to feel overwhelmed. He wants you to feel uncertain because people who are in that state feeling unworthy, they don't make this decisive choice to say, this is my God. I am loved. I am worthy. And I'm going to speak about him because people need to hear it. And the truth is, is, if you look around, people aren't happy.
1: No, they're not happy.
0: The devil's efforts to derail our choosing God as part of this insurgency really took a new turn in the media driven culture of our entitlement and our narcissism. And so we go along with it. We go with the flow. But the truth of the matter is, instead of being victors, we're victims. Instead of being doers, we're feelers. Instead of being decisive, we're passive. And we're not happy. It's painful. And people see us in that quandary, they see us in that place. And then we have a negative influence on the people around us because when we go with the flow, we're conformed to the patterns of the world. Uh, Instead of the decisiveness that leads us to God, the passive lamb-like feelings lead us to not want to stand against the world. You've heard that, uh, I like that saying, uh, the reasonable man accepts the world as it is, the unreasonable man accepts. Uh tries to change the world, therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man
1: mm. Wow,
0: and I want to be an unreasonable man, yeah, because I want to read my Bible, I want to know what God wants for me, and then I want to go out during the day and do that, and I want people to see my good deeds and glorify Father when he comes to visit, so we can choose one or the other, painful uncertainty, the world, passivity, or we can choose to be victors, to be worthy to stand for God, to look to God in all things. And to me, that's exciting. It Um, seems
1: like it's the perfect time to do that now. It's our opportunity amid this time of our world, of this pandemic.
0: You know, I love to say, if not now, then when?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And if not you, then who?
1: And so now that's why the 40-day devotional series.
0: And the 40-day devotional series. So uh, it's a little bit big. I mean, Uh,
1: really? (laughs) It's
0: it's packed pretty tight. If you I'm having
1: to reread it, (laughs) I'm realizing (laughs) there's a lot in
0: there, a Um, lot of
1: great stuff.
0: The point that I want to make is Matthew chapter seven, verse 20 sums it up like this. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. You will know the bad guys from the good guys. If you just stand firm in your faith, people will tell you who they are, as Christie says. So, In that truth, we come to the moment of truth, which I love, and today it's from Psalm 103. As Jesus overcame the world and death, so our steadfast belief in Jesus, reaffirmed every day in our study of the Bible, prayer, worship, our words, our deeds, will lead us into certainty, the only certainty that there is. And as we choose his ways over the world's ways, we will become witnesses for those around us. Psalm 103 reminds us, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who revere him. We must each take the choice to revere God every day. We must pick a side. Either we choose Jesus or we default to the world. The devil wants us to default. Either we choose heaven or the earth. There is no neutral ground People will know what is important to us by where we spend our time, resources, words, and by what guides our actions. And that brings us to the quote of the day by Dante Alighieri, author of the Divine Comedy. If you remember, he said, "...the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in time of moral crisis preserve their neutrality. Mm. There is no neutral ground. We are at war." Just look around. You can't make this stuff up. Things can't get this messed up by accident. The devil wants you to feel neutral and to default to him. He wants you to react to him, to feel powerless to change his world and to attract others to your sad state of indifference. For this reason, we're told by society, the media, and the fastest growing section in the bookstore, the self-help section, that everything is about our feelings. The emphasis is on passive reactive feelings. Someone does something and we should feel impotent, dependent, and like victims. Something happens, and we should feel like we're tossed on the waves of emotion. Maybe we feel offended, maybe we feel hurt, maybe we feel happy. It's all circumstantial, and that reinforces the idea that our feelings are important, and they're outside of us, and we have no control. The truth of the matter is, if we indulge our feelings, and the media tells us how we should feel, and the results make us more manageable and easily manipulated, it doesn't speak well for tomorrow. So I'm asking you to be the unreasonable person. Wherever you are, wherever Jesus finds you today, let him speak into your heart a message of power and courage. They are trying to convince us that we are not children of the living God. We cannot let them. I'm reminded of a story I read about a survivor of the Holocaust. She said that standing naked in line outside the door to a gas chamber into which she was shortly expected to walk, she realized that all she had left was her choice to hate or not to hate the Nazis. They had taken everything else from her. Her feelings were all she had left. Naked, beaten, and at death's very door, she made the decision that she would not allow them to take her feelings also. Mm. She chose not to hate her persecutors and obviously she survived to tell us her story
1: choice definition of choice right there
0: so choice intentional choices made in everything throughout the day we have a similar life and death choice in the tremendous uncertainty of this world and this uncertainty only goes away when we make the one choice about our feelings from which all other choices flow and that is the choice to love jesus When we love Jesus, our feelings no longer belong to the world, they belong to him. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, addresses this when it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I contend that the uncertainty of life goes away when we decide ahead of time to give ourselves to Jesus in all things. We make that decision on our knees every morning when we begin by giving him time during the day. If people judge us by where we put our resources, then if our first expenditure of our time is with God, asking him to be with us, to guide us, and in his written word, then do we not begin the day by telling people who we are. So as we give ourselves to him consciously, intentionally, daily, by choice, then by faith we say, whatever happens, I can trust in Jesus, and this is what the world is going to see in me. We are victors. In this choice, we can decide to feel joy and peace regardless of the circumstances. Those are the fruits of our faith. In this choice, there is certainty, and the power to do good, and the courage to stand against evil. And all of our feelings are our own. They don't belong to the world. It's not circumstantial. You can be this way wherever you are. And Paul was in prison, and he was still singing about his faith and his love. So, just again, about the devotional series we're going to do, I want to ask Christy. To talk to you about uh, that again?
1: Yeah, we want to make sure everyone has a book. So that would be, (laughs) that would probably be preferable, right? Right, important. So very important. And we're giving away 500, we're donating 500 books. And so we want everyone to have one in their hands. And so this week, days one through seven, people will be reading. We're going to be starting on Monday. So you'll start day one, two, three, and go on. That probably makes sense. So to get a book, you're going to email us at courageouschristianity at gmail dot com. Make sure you have that. That's courageouschristianity at gmail dot com, and that's for free. Um, that It's a no We're cost gonna to you. Postage. We're going to pay postage as well. So this is an awesome deal for you to ch- join us on this journey. Also, you can go to Amazon if you're a Kindle user and you can get the book. We dropped the price to 99 cents. And so we'll be moving uh, week to week. So make sure you get your book. And um, uh, also go to our Facebook page, Right Makes Might. Go to Facebook there and be watching for the quotes that we're that Richard's sharing each week and um, and like
0: us and yep. like
1: us yeah please right. like us of course right. <laughs> we want you to like
0: us like us and then you're kind of sort of enrolled and then we've got communication with one yeah, another yeah post some
1: pictures of you reading the book that would be awesome
0: absolutely I want to do this as a family yeah. I, I I don't want anybody to feel like they're in it by themselves I want a book to show up at your door or you can go to Kindle at Amazon. You just download the Kindle app onto your phone, and then you go to Kindle. I reduced the price to 99 cents, and so... You want to make it
1: available to everyone.
0: To everybody, and I want to do this as a family, where it shows up, and there you are. You find us on the KKHT.com under the Programs tab in Podcasts, and we spend this time together, and we we empower each other to make these I'm important reading it choices.
1: Again. <laughs> right along with them.
0: Okay. So, folks, as we separate ourselves from the world so that we can make the choices which reflect our values, the truth is that who you are matters tremendously, and people are watching, and we're with you, and you're an ambassador of Christ. Have faith, ask God for help, make intentional choices each day. If you've had trouble getting hold of a book, I just want to repeat CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or Kindle, or call me at 281-656-1833. Again, 281-656-1833, and we'll help you. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We're honored to take this journey with you. We're so excited. God bless and Semper Fi.